Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. I've been rounding up on this series, Reaching Out. And I remember that Tofumi was asking how many people had reached anybody for Jesus this season. Okay, so how many of you have told anyone about Jesus? Let me see your hands. Whether I failed, whether I succeeded, whether I worked or not, we've told someone about Jesus. Okay, so I was okay. It was argument, serious argument. Who else was to say the experience? I was. It. I was. It. Okay, you shared just with me, sir. So some some worked, some didn't work, some didn't work. You know, Jesus Christ couldn't get anyone saved. Every, he couldn't get everyone saved himself. Some people didn't believe him. Did you talk to anyone about anyone, anyone else talk about anything? So how, how did it go? It's getting there, okay. So it's a work in progress. How did you go doing? Fine. The person gave their life to Christ. Okay, so let me be done with this side. Let me consider. Anyone who spoke to anything about Jesus? This side. Scantily, casually. Just mention just anyone. Nobody in this side. I have to mix with people. That's subsequent learning services. You we are sitting here, we'll be visiting here sometimes. Like I'm mixing. Anyone? Okay, you told someone. How did he go? He went well. Okay. So I spent all the entire month teaching about soul winning. You see, I would have been a liar if I were not a soul winner myself. If I were not doing it myself. You know. And the whole purpose of this entire... Are we recording already? The whole purpose of this entire class... I'm going to make this tonight like a class. As I said, you should come with your writing materials. I need you to be the most serious Christians are the ones that are here tonight. The whole purpose of this entire class is to ensure that you have a heart for the Lord. It's not a competition. Now, even though we have a duty to preach the gospel, we must not preach the gospel with a mindset of an obligation. We should not see it as I have done my path. If you only do it because you just want to score a mark or score a goal with God, you will not be doing it out of love. Are you following my points? Are you following my point? So Jesus Christ said, you have to talk back to me so I can know that you're not thinking about moi moi. Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes. Then he says, feed my sheep. Did you see that? He asked him three times, do you love me? So Peter's service must turn out of his love for Jesus. Are you following my points? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So it's not because Peter wants to be seen as a serious Christian. It's not because Peter wants to be seen as the most, you know, zealous Christians among all. Everything Peter should do for Jesus must stem out of his love for Jesus. Anything we do not out of love has no reward. Everything we do to be seen, if I sing in the choir to be seen of men, the Bible says I already have my reward. If I preach the gospel to be seen of men, 
The Bible says, I already have my reward. If I pray to be seen, anything I do to be seen of men, I already have my reward. So Jesus said to Peter, you must serve me quite all right, but your service to me must come out of love for me. Now, it may be more complicated. He wasn't even talking about his love for the sheep. Are you following my point? It's not first about your love for the lost. It's first about your love for God. Do I love God enough to ensure that his sacrifice on the cross does not go to a waste? Are you following my point? So now, there are three things that could play in that scripture. Peter could love God. One, Peter could feed the sheep because he loves Jesus. That's number one. Peter could feed the sheep because he loves the sheep. That's number two. So there are people who are doing all kinds of philanthropic you know, um, stuff, going out there, giving people food, doing all that, you know, and loving people but not loving God. Are you following my point? I've seen people who love animals. Animal rights um, activists. He says, don't touch that, don't touch that dog like that. Don't, don't eat chicken. Don't eat um, fish. These are sea individuals. These are sea individuals. Why are you eating individuals? They don't eat chicken. Don't eat. How, how would you feel if somebody should fry your baby? Why are you frying egg? Now, I've had all those arguments online. I've seen people who are very, I mean, they are very, very passionate about it. And yet, these same people support abortion. So it doesn't make sense to me that you love a dog and you would support or advocate that a woman has the right to kill a baby that's in her womb. Do you understand that a woman that is pregnant with a baby, the baby is already a human being. The Bible says that John the Baptist was full of the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. So it's possible that your baby is full of the Holy Ghost from the womb. He's a human being. So they would rather take care of chicken eggs, take care of fish, so it's possible that people love people but not love God. That's my point. Now, the third instance is that it's possible that Peter loves the art of feeding. Some people love public speaking. So when they come before an audience, they are talking not because they love God, not because they love the people, but because they love the art of standing in front of an audience. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So they stand there and they're talking and they're talking and you could have mistaken their passion for real compassion. But when it comes on one-on-one with human beings, one-on-one, you see that so, their heart is so cold because they don't have love for that person. All they love was the aura, the energy that flows through their body when they're standing in front of a large audience. So Jesus was very careful to insist to Peter that you must do whatever you are doing first of all because you love me so it is service stemming out of love and love expressed by service do you understand that do you understand that you understand Abby? service that is motivated by love but love that is expressed by service what it means is that you can serve without loving but you cannot love without serving if you love god you will serve him he says, if you love me, you would follow my commandments. You will be my commandments. But it's possible to obey his commandments without loving him. It's possible to come to church because pastor says, all work has to be in church by 8 o'clock. And you're in church 8 o'clock because 
you want to score points you want to be seen you want to you want to have a reputation of a serious believer someone who takes god very seriously so that's all we had to you know institute first is to lay that foundation of love so when i preach the gospel today i preach the gospel where i'm not seen i preach the gospel in dark places i preach gospel where nobody was there honestly I preach. in fact the one i recorded this morning it was because of the conversation i wanted to just record that conversation I, I preached gospel. I, I didn't. I didn't need anyone to be there to see me, because I must preach the gospel because I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Now there are three keys to winning the 21st century for Jesus. These keys I'm about to share with you tonight was told to me by Jesus. Jesus told me. Jesus told me by himself. I was in a telephone conversation with someone and as I was talking and inspiring and talking to the person, I just said, there are three keys to winning the world for Jesus. When I said that, I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know what number one was going to be. <laughs> and I said it and I knew that there was a prophetic anointing on my life as I had that conversation. I knew that there was. So when I was, I said, Jesus, that was that's it. That's the trick. And I sat down and did an elaborate study on the three keys. Now, these three keys is a required prerequisite for winning the world for Jesus. You cannot undermine any of the three. You cannot throw away any of the three. One will work, two will work, but the three is better. It's better to work with the three. These three keys will deliver any unbeliever into your hands that's why you cannot undermine i want you to be very listen to me very intently and if you can't your if, if your intent is already distracting you maybe already thinking that this person that's owing me money i don't know if this person is going to pay me that money now if all those thoughts are already flowing through your mind you can be sure that that satan is poisoning to ensure that you don't get what i'm about to teach you tonight if you get what i'm about to teach you tonight it will position you strategically for year 2022 because i'm not going to be teaching you just about winning souls i'm going to teach you about how you can ensure that you fulfill your destiny in life are you following me now the number one key is wisdom write it down wisdom wisdom these keys will work in some communities some will work in another community some may not be displayed in another community for instance paul said in first Corinthians 2 verse 4 he said my words first Corinthians 2 verse 4 my words and my preaching was not with convincing or persuasive words of human wisdom he said but with the demonstration of power and of spirit verse 5 says how be it we speak wisdom among those that are matured open that scripture first Corinthians 2 verse 4. so there's a particular place that demonstration worked there's another place that demonstration did not work it was wisdom that worked did you understand that first Corinthians 2 verse 4 what does it say who's, who's reading for me if you have NLT you read for me if you have um, King James you read for me what what I just this NLT what does it say my message and my preaching were very plain yes rather than using clever and persuasive speeches I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 5. I did this. So that your trust will not be on human wisdom, 
But so my, I want you to only have trust in the power of God. Continue. Yet, did you see yet? What's the meaning of yet? Notwithstanding. Nevertheless, even though I did not preach wisdom in your midst, when I am among the what? Matured believers. What do I do? I now began to teach with words of wisdom. So you see that the environment, the prevailing circumstances will dictate which of the keys I would engage. Wisdom is the number one key. The Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And it says in all your gettings, get understanding. So let us read the Bible together. First Corinthians 1. 23 to 24. First Corinthians 1. We're going to read a lot of scriptures. So take your Bibles and take your permission. You're writing them down so you can do studies after. I'm, I'm, I'm deliberately being slow because I don't want you to miss out on anything I'm sharing with you tonight. First Corinthians chapter 1, 23 to 24. Who's reading for me? I need someone who's going to read for me. King James. But unto them which are called. That's First Corinthians 23. Yes. Yes. When we preached Christ crucified, listen. Please listen to me. When we were preaching Christ as crucified, it was a stumbling block to the Jews. Why? Their Christ, their anticipated Christ, was not one that would be crucified. If a Roman soldier should come in here now and sees us displaying a cross on this stage, he will be saying that, why are we putting this kind of thing here? Because for them, it was an instrument to punish criminals. Are you following my point? So, he cannot, he cannot relate how what, what would have what would have played that party in Nigeria? Handcuffs. Let's say handcuffs. Or um, what else? What they used to kill people? Okay. That, um, that, that eh? what do you call it? Hangman, hangman loose. Or whatever you call it. Imagine if that was what Jesus Christ was used to, was used to kill Jesus. We're now hanging it here every day at our sign. You know, if you come here, you wonder, who, about, who are they about to kill? It doesn't make any sense to you. So to the Jews, it was a stumbling block because they were not expecting a, 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 someone that would be killed so cheaply. They were expecting a king. Continue. To the Greeks, because Greeks find pleasure in wisdom. The Greeks were known to be philosophers. If you did philosophy in university, philosophy originated from Greece, from Thales, Plato, Aristotle, um, Anaximander, Anaximism, and what's the name of that philosopher? I think it's, it's Anaximism or something. It was what I said the heart is spherical or something. Those guys, Aristotle, Socrates, okay, you guys would have heard of Socrates. Those guys were all from Greece. So Greece was like the home of wisdom. If you're going to tell a Greek man that he will be sent from his sin, you cannot explain to him that it is just by the death of a man that he will be sent from his sin. It doesn't look deep. It doesn't look strong. It doesn't look wise. Continue. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, yes? Jesus is both the power of God and the wisdom of God. Are you following me tonight? Jesus is not only the power of God. 
is also the wisdom of God. So power and wisdom must go hand in hand. If I perpetually need the power of God and I do not engage the wisdom of God, I will always need the power of God. If I need the power of God for financial breakthrough and I don't engage the wisdom of God, I will always be needing financial breakthrough. I don't know if I'm making sense. If I need a healing in my body and after getting healing, I do not apply the wisdom of God, I would always be needing healing. It is not God's design that will be always needing healing. He said, I wish above all things that you do what? That you prosper and what? And be in health, not being healing. Health is a perfect state of well-being. God doesn't want you needing healing. He wants you to live in health. So, Jesus is the power and Jesus is the wisdom of God. Continue. The foolishness of God is wiser than man. Yes. Yes. What verse are you now? Verse 25. Now, go to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 14 to 19. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 to 19. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 to 19. We have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Is the image of the invisible God. Firstborn of every creature. Yes. For by Jesus was all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible. So you see, Jesus was the one that created everything, both visible and invisible. Continue. Whether they be thrones or dominions or they are principalities or powers. Read all down to verse 19. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. All things by him, all things consist. Yes, is the head of the body who is the beginning, is the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, he might have preeminence. That's verse 19. Now go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Yes. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. And we are complete in Jesus. Jesus is the head of all principalities, not principality. When you hear principality, what comes to your mind? Eh? Jesus is the head of all principalities. So for us, not against flesh, no blood, but against powers. But Jesus is the head. Of all his parents. All the wisdom of this world are under his feet. All the wisdom. All the wisdom of this world are under his feet. The Bible says that if the princes of this world had known, they would never have crucified the prince of glory. Let me explain. The entire salvation story is a display of God's wisdom. The entire salvation story is a display of God's wisdom. And God, in his infinite wisdom, held it back from Satan. Satan did not know. Do you know that Satan was the principal actor in our salvation? Are you aware? 
that we needed Satan to be saved? Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. Ah, what? God forbid. I will not need Satan. In Jesus' name. We needed Satan. If Satan did not kill Jesus, we would not have been saved. Are you following my point? So, we needed Satan. And what God did from the inception of the world, look at wisdom. And so when you are leaving this room tonight, you must understand that when the Bible says that you have the mind of Christ, you don't understand what you have. Some of us cannot sit down and plan for one year alone. Our head is already blocking. You cannot sit down here and say, what's your January, February, March of 2020? If you reach March, you're already having brain, brain jam. Everything's already scattering. It's not, it's, ah, so what will not do? Ah, this is already confusing me. Oh. You cannot plan for one year. You must understand that when the Bible says that you have the mind of Christ, you don't have the spirit of Christ, you, know, you have the mind of Christ. God, before he created anything, finished it. The Bible says that he finished it from the beginning. Commanded the things that are at the end from the beginning. So God sat down as a master strategist, as a master planner. There are Christians that are against plan. Tell them plan. He said, no, no, no. I do everything I do as the spirit leads. As the spirit leads. No plan, nothing. No plan. The way the world will end, the way this world will end, is already written down. God already wrote what will happen at the end. He wrote it down and all of us have a copy of it. It's not what I say. It's how, I know what I'm going to do. It's my heart. No. He wrote it down. This is how. That was when COVID-19 came. I went to check Revelation. I did not see it there. That was why I was very confident that this is not the end of the world. Are you following my point? He sat down. He was able to plan for thousands of years ahead. What did he do? Before he created Adam, he anticipated the sin of Adam. He visualized the possibility that Adam may miss it. So he had Jesus slain before the foundation of the world. He wrote the entire script, dropped his pen and says, let us begin. Everything is working as written. Of a truth, Adam sinned. And when Adam sinned, God did not exclaim. God did not say, Yepa, my God. What do we do now? <laughs> Anybody with an idea here? <laughs> he didn't do that. The plan B kicked in instantly. So if you are a business person, you must be able to anticipate the worst circumstances. They tell you, when you are doing business, you, know, you do... Um, prospecting about your, your starting a business, you understand you have, a, you have the best circumstance, the normal circumstance, and the worst case circumstance. You must anticipate everything and put up a plan to combat everything that comes against you. It's important. You can't just go brew like, 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 like cow. I say, no, everything's going to work out well. I know what God will do. Uh -uh. You have a plan. God is not against plan. When God prophesied that there will be a famine in Egypt, Joseph did not pray against it. He planned against it. And so when the famine came, those that did not plan were suffering. Those that planned, didn't feel it. As years went to an end, this is the time to plan for 2022. The Bible says, and the evening and the morning was the first day. 
and the evening and the morning was the second day god starts the second day from the evening of the previous day and the 2021 and the 22 was the second year you must start from now are you following my point are you getting anything tonight he wrote this little story and immediately showed us a sign in the garden of eden killed an animal spilled the blood and used that cloth of that animal to clothe Adam and Eve. Now, Adam and Eve had used fig leaves to cover their nakedness. What is the implication of a fig leaf? Fig leaf is hypocrisy. Fig leaf is self-righteousness. Fig leaves is a sign of putting out yourself there to be something that you are not. So when Jesus Christ was going to cost a tree, the Bible says the tree had leaves but had no fruit. Fig leaves is an indication and illustration of emptiness, empty religion. So they were going to cover their own nakedness with hypocrisy, with religion, with self-righteousness. But God took it away from them. Killed an animal to indicate that somebody else would die for your sin. From Garden of Eden. Clothed them. Then chased them out of the Garden of Eden. Why? He didn't want them to eat the tree of life and death. Why didn't you want them to eat the tree of life and death? Because if they are eating the tree of life and death, they will not be able to die again. They will be just like demons. And it is in God's design that it must be by the death of a perfect lamb that man will be saved. So if man has lost the capacity to die, what it means that man is eternally doomed. Are you following my points? So it was out of mercy that he pursued them out of that garden. Man, an eternal mistake is an eternal mistake. Any mistake made in eternity is an eternal mistake. Thank God for days. Thank God for years. Thank God for months. That's why God divides our eternity into sections. Last year, yesterday, it gives you an opportunity to push your wrong to the past. So you can say, I made a mistake last year. You know, if you didn't have year, I have to just straight line like that. <laughs> it will be an eternal pain. Even if you lose the loved one, you can say, I lost this loved one last year. I suffered financial, you know, economic um, issues. You can push it. So God ensured that man didn't have to live in eternity. That was the first time. He now began to put words in the mouth of prophets everywhere. They were speaking bit by bit. None of them understood the fullness of their prophecy. All of them spoke in bits. From Isaiah, who spoke elaborately about Jesus. To David, who spoke elaborately about Jesus. To Daniel, who was seen. You see, Daniel is the Old Testament John the Beloved. If you want to understand the end of the years, go and look at Daniel. He, he wrote, he, they didn't understand jack what they were saying. The reason is because if one person understood everything, Satan would have found out and Jesus would never have died. Are you following my point? The plan of God is that Satan will not know. Satan is not omniscient. Some of the things that Satan knows about you, you are the one that told him. When you will not keep short. Everything God tells you, you come, ha, 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 my brethren. Do you know what the Lord said to me now? Satan was hearing. Satan was eavesdropping everywhere Jesus was preaching. Satan was there. Satan was eavesdropping. 
Will he say something? Satan doesn't know who Jesus is. He doesn't know who the Son of God is. He thought it was Moses. That's why he killed everybody. Are you following me? Kill everybody. If Satan knew who Jesus was, go, 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 he would not have told them to kill everybody in Bethlehem. Why did he to kill every child from age two downwards? Kill everybody. It's because he didn't know who exactly Jesus is. So Satan does not know everything. When Satan wants to hold you captive to, a, to an habit or want to destroy your life, you are the one that will tell him how to destroy your life. Satan doesn't know. The Bible have a proverb. Let me explain. You know that Pawai God? That Pawai? You know the Pawai? God, that's Pawai. That is already telling you where you are going to put rope. Just by looking at the Pawai, you can say, okay, this is where to put rope. Because the shape... <laughs> It is you that will tell Satan how to destroy you. He does not know. He is a very close observer. Satan is not stupid. Satan is not a daft. Forget to say it's a foolish Satan. Satan is far from being foolish. The Bible says, be as wise as serpents. Satan is not foolish. So he looked at something, he observed. That Samson loved women. He observed it. Do you know that Satan had been in that garden of Eden for only God knows how long, how many years? And they did not know that it was Satan? He was observing how he would get to, those couple, to that couple. He observed that Adam was so passionate about what he was doing. So he never spoke to Adam about the fruit. But he also observed that Eve had a persuasive power over Adam. Are you following me? You see, Adam and Eve were not naked until Adam ate the fruit. Adam was the covering over the family. If Adam had not eaten that fruit, nothing would happen. <laughs> because Eve is the body, Adam is the head. If the earth is righteous, the body is righteous. The Bible says, nothing will happen. That's why the Bible says, when, they, when Adam ate it, they now became naked. Are you following my point? So Satan observed that this woman, Eve, is not really sure of what God said. It was what Adam told her that she knows. So he says, did God really say, don't eat the fruit? Can you see that? What he did was to raise a question on her conviction. And when he was able to successfully plant a doubt in her heart against God's word, Satan does not need to do me, he just need to put a little doubt in your heart about what God said. And then that doubt is a seed, it will grow. It is by yourself. You know, you say, ah, This is your lump in your breast. Are you sure? Hey, well, I don't want to say anything. You are the one that will continue from there. And say, Ha, 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 ha. Yay. You, you are already visualizing how you are going to die, how you are going to bury you. you see, he will just leave you alone. You will do a very good job destroying yourself. It is because he doesn't have too much time around. You people are too much. So you cannot stay with one person for too long. <laughs> just plant a seed and go. The human beings will take time, water the seed, plant it, call that people to my seed, the seed is about to grow. They will do all that themselves. So he observed. A very, so he was observing and following Jesus. That was why Jesus never explicitly explained how human beings would be saved. 
is always speaking parables sometimes he will say if you lift me up i will draw all men to myself ah, ah, what is that lift him up how nobody should lift him up <laughs> sometimes he will say if you destroy this temple i build it out in three days ah, it's a temple that took solomon 20 something years to build <laughs> are you okay Sometimes he will say, except a seed of corn, fall to the ground and die. <laughs> it abides alone. <laughs> what are you saying? Sometimes he will say, except he hits my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> he has no life in you. He was just talking in parables. Why was he doing that? Satan was lurking around trying to, it's an encrypted conversation. So Satan didn't know. That was the wisdom of God. So God himself knew that he couldn't trust man. You see, there's a difference between the purpose of God and the plan of God. The purpose of God for your life is revealed to you. His plans are not. His plan is where the problem is. His purpose can be declared. He says, I'm going to make you great. So he declares his purpose about your life. And you know it. You can come out. God says, going to make me great. But he doesn't tell you how he will make you great. Because Satan can do nothing against the purpose until he truncates the plan. The plan is the roadmap to that greatness. He will never reveal it. Even you. He will only show you bit by bit because he's not sure you are not going to truncate it. If you are told Joseph that that greatness I'm telling you, you're going to go to Potiphar's house. From there, they're going to try to sleep with you. First of all, you'll be sold by your brothers. Then you go to prison. This is what we say. I don't want to be great again. Let me just remain small. After all, I can make it to heaven. Or he will come out and begin to declare. Listen to me. You people are going to sell me now. When you sell me, finish, I'm going to go straight to Potiphar's house. From there, Potiphar's wife will try to sleep with me. And Satan would have heard everything. Say, hey. ah, okay. It will not happen. So God hides his plan to secure your destiny. Sometimes it's frustrating. Because it looks like you're going further from what he promised you. But it is called prophetic irony. You are looking as if you are going further, but in the spirit, you are getting closer. It's his plan. That was his wisdom. That was his wisdom. That was the wisdom of kings. God to conceal the matter. Are you following my point? So God hid his wisdom. God did not just hide his wisdom from Satan. He hid his wisdom from the magicians and the sorcerers of those days. The wisdom of God, the Bible says, is hidden for us. Is not hidden from us. The wisdom of God is hidden for me. Is not hidden from me. First Corinthians says that we know the things that are freely given to us. It says he revealed it to us by his spirit because his Holy Spirit such yea the deep things of God. So the reason why the magicians in Egypt could not interpret the dream of Pharaoh is so that Joseph would be elevated. That's the only reason. Are you following my point? The only reason why God ensured that the magicians did not know is because he wants to elevate his son. In these days, wisdom will be re retrieved from humankind and revealed to God's children for their elevation. You must be strategically positioned. In your office, nobody will know the answer because God wants to elevate you. In the days of Daniel in Babylon, None of the magicians knew. I mean, the king dreamt and said, look, you must tell me my dream and you must tell me the meaning. Ah. People say, tell us the dream first. And they would tell, he said, I've forgotten the dream. He said, but how will I know that you know the dream if you can't even first tell me the dream? 
You first tell me the dream, then I will believe your interpretation. Ah, that's the problem. He said, I'm going to kill all of you in seven days. Daniel said, ah, tell the king to give us some time. Bible says, and the dream was revealed to Daniel in the vision of the night. Why? God wanted to elevate Daniel. It is by retrieving the wisdom from the world and revealing it to his children that God will elevate his children in these days. Are you following me? In the corporate world, you must be alert in the spirit. Things are dropping. The Bible says, arise and shine for your light has come. It said darkness may do what? Eh? Where are my Bible scholars? Darkness shall cover the earth. And then, gross darkness the people brought upon you shall the light come and the glory of God shall be seen. And then Gentiles will come to your light and then to the brightness of your rising. It is God's design that while darkness overwhelms the world, there will be light in your own life. To compel followership. So nobody will find a cure to cancer except a believer. To compel followership. Nobody will find a cure to COVID except a believer. It is shocking that believers are lacking in these areas because we spend time praying, praying, and we don't understand that the expression of wisdom is God's answer prayers. What solution are you bringing on board? The purpose of prayer is to know what to do, not to get God to do something. Oh, wow. The purpose of prayer is not to get God to do anything. It's that you will know what to do. God said to Moses, why are you shouting on me? Straight from the road. Why are you shouting upon me? <laughs> Say, where are you? Where were me? <laughs> where me not here? Stretch the road. The purpose of prayer is not to get God to do something. It's to get to know what to do. So God will retreat. That's why nobody has found a cure. God is looking for his children that will open their hearts in the medical field. Lord, there's a particular Christian I had that brought about maybe 300 cures from peanut butter. I read this story. I'm not going to read the story of that guy. Peanut butter. I've never read that story. Nobody here? You should Google it. The guy found 300 cures from the peanut butter for different terminal diseases. Electricity was found, discovered by Christians. In the days of old, Christians were the smartest in the world. Leonard Da Vinci, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein. Those guys were Christians. What's the other guy that came with Pythagoras? Sorry, um, his name is Pythagoras. Pythagoras. He was both, you know, um, extremely gifted both in mathematics and he was, he was in music because you see, a lot of what you play in music, all the circle of thought. He was the one that uh, invented circle of thought and circle of feet, which are just improvisations now. It was Pythagoras. All Christians. It is because God has not found Christians whose hearts are open and must by necessity keep the word that is compelled to reveal it to unbelievers. Are you following me now? Are you following me this night? I don't know if I'm talking to the right audience this night. So when you sit in this church, you are not just spirit. You are both mind and spirit. It is not the abandonment of your mind. The Bible says that be ye transformed by the what? Eh? 
You guys don't know this thing now. You know, you guys know I love Bible now. You give it to me. By the what? By the removing of your mind? It's not by the removing of your mind. It's by the renewing of your mind that your life is transformed. So whatever field you are in, God wants to display wisdom. Ah, time has gone. <laughs> ah, time has gone. God wants to display wisdom in that field. If you are an aeronautic engineer, God wants to display. It's time to begin to see and say, Lord, what is the thing, the next big thing that must hit the world? See all these guys that were respecting all the guys, these guys are unbelievers that are going to the space and do that. They are just servants. They are not sons. It is out of when the, when the, when the master cannot find the responsible son that he sends his servants. Was Lot not in the house of Abraham when Abraham had to be sending his servant to look for a wife Isaac? Because Lot was not responsible. There are families that the children of their family are not responsible. I preached that here before. That the servants are wiser than the sons. Bible says I saw servants riding on horses and sons trekking. Why? Because when the parents are building their businesses, they expose the principles of those businesses to the servants and expose the privileges to the sons. So the son is flying around the place from Dubai to Canada enjoying daddy's money. And the servants are learning the fundamentals of business. When the man dies, the son collapses. The wealth collapses because if you have a son that you have not trained, he will sell your business. But the servants leave. Now they have acquired wisdom and are able to build all that you see. Men built it. Men built it. It takes wisdom to purposes. With wisdom is a house built. It takes wisdom to build a business. But why do God do that? He cannot see sons. Because we are so engrossed with our spirit. We are so, we are, we are so overwhelmed that we, we, have, we have abandoned the use of our mind. As far as I'm concerned, the mind is useless. For now, heaven is the goal. <laughs> what are you your mind for? When you are going to heaven? First, heaven first. So we become useless. You cannot think. So now we have to be copying. We are copying your believers. We are, we are sneaking on their designs. As a tailor, you cannot say, Father, I have the mind of Christ. The same mind that beautified, but it garnished the heavens. See how it garnished the heavens. I'm a tailor and I cannot, I have to be stealing design. I have to be stealing other people's design. No. Father, in the name of Jesus, my mind, wake up. And you begin to receive, just like Daniel. Receive what is being retrieved from others. Papa says his wisdom is eating for us. It is this wisdom that will compel followership in the 21st century. It is by superior wisdom that Bill Gates will give his life to Christ. Hmm? Are you following my point? It is not by how loud your tongues are. You can pray in very loud tongues. Because it was at Gilbridge. It is when he cannot solve a problem. And you come like Daniel. And say by the inspiration of the Almighty. And you solve it cheaply. Then he will be compelled to ask you. 
Are you following my point? How did you get it? Is that kind of wisdom I'm talking about? You will not pray in his presence. You will not even say anything. You are working in an office, your boss is an unbeliever. You will be praying that God bombard him with a difficult, a difficult that kind of difficult that God gave to Pharaoh that he had a dream he could, not, he could no longer enjoy himself. The Bible says, slim cow, swallow fat cow, and they remain slim. Just like our economy. Swallow everything, swallow all the budget, remain slim. 24 billion, remain slim. Swallow, remain slim. What, where are they eating it? They invest 6 billion to Nepal, nothing. Just swallow like the pit of hell. Swallowing everything. That's the kind of cattle that Pharaoh saw. The Bible said, could not sleep. What's going on? And Joseph came out of the prison. And explained it cheaply. He says, the interpretation of this dream is in the hands of the Lord, oh my king. Interpreted it so cheaply. This is what all the magicians in the palace could not find the solution. There is no way they will not follow his God. Daniel did not perform one single miracle in Babylon. Superior wisdom. So your, your, your business, you must believe God for superior wisdom. People must come and meet you. How are you getting it done? How are you getting it done? Somebody sent me a, a, a question. Say, Pastor, say you make pastoring so easy. How are you getting it done? Say, wisdom. They look at you and say, ah, what wisdom has this man that such wonderful works are done by his hands? What wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? So how is this wisdom expressed? How is the wisdom expressed? Number one, how is the wisdom expressed? Number one, wisdom for soul winning. Are you getting blessed tonight? Are you sure I'm not boring you? If I'm boring, I can close you very fast. You, you, this, this thing I'm telling you is touches everything. Touches everything. Even academics. I told you my story about how my, how my professor prostrated for me in front of the entire class. That I that story on Sunday? Eh? I've told you for. Superior wisdom. Superior wisdom. Bible says, because I've made your word my meditation. He said, I am what? Wiser. The word of God is to lead to wisdom, not to lead to loud tongues alone. The word of God If you hear what I saw today, if you see the depth revelation, rev, 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 rev that is not translated to solutions, real practical solutions, it's a waste of life. The revelation that God had is what he used to build this entire world. How come your revelation cannot build your own small business? Eh? So, the first way this wisdom is expressed for kingdom winning, winning kingdoms, number one, is preferring solutions and answers to difficult national, international, corporate, human problems and questions. Preferring solutions. Preferring solutions. Every business technology and business invention that would result to profit is always preferring solutions. Any business that is not preferring solutions cannot last. Preferring solutions and answers to difficult national, international, corporate, and human problems and questions. I spoke about Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, verse 15 to 20. The preferred solution to the king's dream. 
Daniel chapter 5, verse 11 to 12, the profound solution to the king's dream, Daniel. Elisha solved national security problems in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 10. Do you know that if there's someone who is a Christian that has a solution now to our national security, you become king? Do you know that? Right now, insecurity is a major concern in Nigeria. If a child of God can come and say, here's what to do. This, 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 this. Get this done, get that, get that done, and we're done with this. He will become a king instantly. Without praying in tongues. Of course, he'll be praying in tongues in his, in his privacy. But without coming on national TV on channels and say, shalabadabada. Everybody bother your head. Makasukwata. Where is Bukwara? If he just says, here, 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 here. Here's how to get them. Here's how to do that. Here's how to do that. By the wisdom of God. The Bible says in that story, Second Kings, he said the king of Syria had to hold a carcass meeting and say, Who among you is an ally to the king of Israel? Such that anything like this, someone, ah, <laughs> you are wasting your time. There's a prophet in Israel. Anything you are saying, this one that I even saying now is already hearing us. Say, eh? Go and get him that prophet. So they brought an army, came against Elijah. Elijah came out in the morning. His servant said, Hey, alas, master. We are finished. Shangba for. We are done for. The, the master laughed. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. And the Lord opened his eyes. And he saw, the Bible says, he saw chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. He said, what? Elisha said, Lord, blinded. The Lord that opened the eyes of his servant blinded the eyes of the soldiers. He said, what are people looking for? They said, we're looking for Elisha. He said, ah, no, it's not here. Let me take it where he is. Carry them into the heart of the city. The entire, I mean, they, you, bring, you brought a hammer into the city, everybody surrounded. He now said, Lord, open your eyes. Your eyes opened. Ah! What do we do? The king said, My father, my father, shall I slay? <laughs> I brought life. He said, No, 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 no. Give them food. Let them eat. Someone said, Wisdom. And you see, the wisdom of God is, the Bible says, wisdom is justified of our children. The Bible says, Those people ate. When they went back, Till that king died, he never sent his soldiers again to Israel. Now, by revelation, it was revealed to them he will be here. This way, to, this way not to pass. This way not to pass. But by giving them food that day, do you know how embarrassing it is for you to garnish your army? Arm them, say yes, yes, obey. Bah, he's obey. Bah, check left, check right. Hey, hey, are you ready? Check south, chest in. Hey, hey. Now we shall advance. To Israel, and they went there to go and eat. <laughs> when they came back, I said, ah, ah, they, That food is too. <laughs> ah, I said, My God, I failed. Till he died, he never sent his soldiers. That is the wisdom that stops battle perpetually. If you have killed them, you could have risen other soldiers. Wisdom. So, Elisha, by the wisdom of God, was able to solve security problems in Israel. If somebody rises in Nigeria today and was able to provide a solution to our security issue, he will be king. Jesus is the only hope of the world and it's our responsibility of the church to make him known. Why is Jesus Christ king today? He solved a global problem. Sin. He solved a global problem. 
The quality of problem that you solve will determine the quality of reward that you get. If you solve a local problem, you get a local reward. If you solve a community problem, you get a community reward. If you solve a national problem, you get a national reward. If you solve an international problem, you are given an international reward. The person whose problem you solve will also determine your reward. If you solve your Lucas Chalmers problem, he will give you a reward at this level. If you solve your president's problem, it will give you a reward at its left. Are you following my point? That is why the cake that you bake for Yarisika for 8,000, you baked it for Buari's wife. Same size, same flavor, same color. But you collected 8 million. Why did you collect 8 million? The person whose problem you solved will determine the quality of your reward. Lift up your eyes, Lord. Bring me in the presence. Bring me to the presence of mighty people. In Jesus' name. That's a very powerful prayer. Hmm? The food you are cooking. The same food. Are you aware that it was the same guitar that David had been playing in the wilderness that he went to play in the palace and he received national reward? This thing you are playing now, you'll be shocked. We have a clap for you now. Discipline you play now. You say, What? You mean you play that? When I was doing my paintings, there are people that you, you know, you, 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 you bill per clients. You look at your clients, you say, This thing is 20,000. Eh? You profile to charge. So you look at your clients, ah, 20K. The same thing. Under clients, ah, 200K. But if they say someone came now that's an expatriate, and they invited you to his house, and you saw that the chair you are sitting on, that they said they bought that chair, and they made it from Turkish feathers. That these chairs were made with feathers. And that this chair you are sitting actually on is from the feather of that cock, that crow, when Peter denied Jesus. <laughs> that it was his feather. <laughs> that they used. So this, this chair is worth 600 million. If you had done that thing for someone for 20,000, you know that the price has changed automatically the price has changed because the person whose problem you solve will determine the quality of your reward so jesus solved a global problem that was why he has a global reward sin was everywhere now it's our responsibility for us as believers to make him know wisdom to make him know it's our responsibility to make our light shine Jesus said we are both light and salt. I said today that light is more confrontational. If you own the light, it confronts the darkness. But if you put salt in the food, it does not confront the food. You understand what I'm saying? Salt subtly enters into the food and changes the food without noise. Are you following my point? So we are both salt and we are light. We are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Someone open the Bible for me. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Give me King James. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Ah, man. I, knew I wanted to talk about wisdom. I wanted to talk about wealth. I wanted to talk about wonders. I wanted to talk about six or seven points under wisdom alone. And I'm on number one. <laughs> Amen. 
Somebody was telling Pastor Philip, he said, when will you sit down one day and teach? Just teach. Just teach for like five hours. Just teach. Don't worry. Just, just teach. Just do VG. So I typed out this thing so I'll, I can read them. Don't worry. I'll just make the material available for you. But if I make that, the way I write, you will not understand it. That's just the challenge. <laughs> I like, even my wife used to say, what are you doing? What are you saying? I'll just say ellipses. If I put ellipses like this, I know. I know what's there. If I put question mark, it's me that I know what's there. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. What does it say? Matthew 5, 13 to 16. What does it say? You are the soul of the earth. If the Lord's soul lost his sabbath, wherewith shall he be seasoned? Yes? It's good for nothing. And cast out. Yes, next verse. You are the light of the world. City that's set on the hill. Did you see Jesus said, Jesus said you are the light of the world. In John chapter 9, he said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm in the light of the world. That's what John said, John chapter 9. He says, as long as I am in the world, I'm the light. But that means he's not going to be in the world forever. Does, when I say as long as I'm in the world, what does it mean? That means the time will come, I will no longer be here. That's what it means. He said, but you are the light of the world. Finish it. Verse 14, right? Verse 14. Verse 14. Okay, verse 14 says, neither do men do what? Neither do men light a candle. Put under a bushel. But on the candlestick. He gives light to everyone that in the house. Verse 16. So now that scripture that we've been reading since last week. This is the foundation. It is not humility to be hiding your light. It's stupidity. It is not being humble. You know, Pastor Fide, I don't want them to think that maybe I might too know, you know. I just want a station where they will call on me. I don't want you know, to be, I don't want to look like I'm being forward, you know. In this is a corporate environment. You know, it doesn't like someone is just being forward, you know. I just want to, you know, just, you know, you know, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Just. If David said, ah, see my dad brothers, I don't want a station where they will not look like I am trying to be proving a point to. Let me just go and let Goliath kill all of us. <laughs> Do you know that everyone would have been destroyed? They told him, you have to forward. But the Bible says, neither do men light a candle and hide under a bushel. It is your responsibility. Look, it is your responsibility, not God, to put your light where to shine the brightest. I don't know if you are making any points. You are marketing a product and you are blinking in the dark. You are selling something we don't even know. Choke us with what you are selling. Put it on our business. It's only two things. We can either block you or buy from you, but we will never forget you. We will know that that's what you are selling. If I'm going on the street, that's SSC going. You will know. One Philip, one SSC. What you are selling, we're saying, ah, you know that girl I say, we're not really sure. Because you are not even bold to project what you are doing with your life. You are, you know, I don't want to do it. Look, I see somebody's not sure. I don't want to myself shoving it down their throats. You know, just give, shove it down our throats. We, it's not to block you. When we block you, but we will, we, will, we will always remember that this is why we block you. You wanted to shove it down our throats. One day we will need that thing. The first person that will come to our mind is who? Is you. Don't hide what you are doing. Oh God. 
hide, it is not wisdom to hide. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I must shine. You know that song? I must shine. I must shine. It is your responsibility. When we started streaming life, it is, do you think that Jesus will come and stream life for us? If God gives you a gift that can bless the world, do you think that Jesus Christ will now come down after giving you a gift to come and teach you again? How to let the world know that he has gifted you? You, are, you think that humility is to hide what God has given to you? That's no humility. Whatever you are doing, do it all your might. Go all out. The Bible says, neither do men light. There's a way you put light. You see this house now. These lights that are shining like this. There's a way you put it in this place. It will not shine like this. If I put this light under this chair, it will not have the effect that it's having now. The reason why it's having effect is that I have positioned it where it will have the best effect. It is my responsibility to put my light where it will shine the most. He said, you are a city set. God expects you to set yourself on the hill. Where everyone will see you. Am I making sense? When I see you, do I remember what you do? Oh, I'm confused. What do you say you do that? What does he say you do? That means you're not serious. When John saw Jesus, that's the love of God. That takes when you see Jesus, you know what he's done, is what he does everywhere he went. He was doing it, he was doing it. So, God gave you a gift, but you allow the devil to tempt you and deceive you to thinking that it is pride to let the world know. When Rihanna and other people begin to shake their bonbon on social media, are they not intruding our privacy? They intrude my privacy every day, every day. Every day, Instagram shows me a video that I did not solicit for. And they put it on that, that this is one of the videos that you like. They lie against me. And shove it down my truth. Before I know that it's a bad video, I would have watched it first. They say, ah, this is a bad video. But I must have at least watched it first. I look at people I'm following. Nobody among people I'm following is a bomb bomb shaker. Yet, constantly, consistently, they are shoving it down my throat. And yet, I have the light of the world, and I think it's humility to hide it. I don't want people to think again. Get on your faces! You are brilliant. You are in your office, and your office is going through a particular time. And you have a solution to it, and you are hiding it. You don't want to know you are just a new staff. You don't want to know where they will not think that hey, this new staff, I don't want enemies. There is no boy that will be great that will not have enemies. Even God has enemies. If you don't have enemies, then you will never amount to anything. So your office puts an opportunity for advancement. And your office operates a, a what you call those things, a low hierarchy, open door policy. And you can have walked up to your, to your MD's office and say, MD, um, I looked at what we're going now, and you have all those skills and all those um, statistics, and you, you could just come up with your PowerPoint, and you, and you bamboozle him. Say, he say, hey! Sir, you are due for a promotion. So thank you, Jesus. We need more Christians in influential positions. So, but they didn't want them to know. And I don't want a situation where they will not say that I am just pushing myself. Let them say it. They don't say it again, Jesus. Let them say it. Let them say it. Let them say it. Whatever God has given you as a gift, that opportunity, they call you for an interview. You are smart, but you don't want to. I don't know where believers got that thing from. You just don't want any situation. You don't want a problem for yourself. 
There is nobody that will be great that will not want problem. Let me tell you something. Ha, Jesus. I was silent for many years. I was almost frustrated. For many years, where I was. One day they invited me by mistake to come and preach. Come and preach 30 minutes. Ha! 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 30 minutes. 30 minutes. You will not recover. When I was done with that preaching, powerful. People say, What? Where did this guy come from? You mean this guy's been in the choir all the while? I did not stop there. I went to collect the video from the media. I paid someone. I said, give me montage. So they said, all the hot, 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 hot areas. Help me put sound. Flash of light. The devil is a bastard. I've been silent for many years. People that knew me on campus, where's Philip? Where's Philip? Where's Philip? I was somewhere, hidden somewhere. The day I released that video, my God. I said, what? What? 3,000 views. People already posted it. I paid for it. It is my responsibility to put my light where to shine. Everyone that was in that church was angry with me. How can you do such a thing? Nobody has done that before. I said, that's why I came to break the limits. Hey, we, uh, Collins, I, this story I'm telling you. I said, Collins, how can you sing so well? And you don't have video on Instagram. I told Collins, Collins, if I check your Instagram and I don't see a new video every week, I will personally fight you. How can you be so blessed? How can you have a, have a platform like this? And someone's videoing you. And you are not letting the world know. When Pastor Kingsley heard about me, the first thing he asked for was my Instagram page. They will go and check you out. People are, you know, people are checking you out. They come to it's blank. He said, No, don't worry. I serve the Lord in the spirit. You will go to heaven. <laughs> I do nothing here. You know, I don't want a situation where it will look like maybe I'm just I just want the only the Lord see the Lord see my heart. <laughs> Jesus will let you know because the Bible says man looks at the appearance God looks at the heart man looks at the appearance you better let us sink it to your head man will never look at your heart it's your appearance we are looking at you will be saying no 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 it's don't look at the container we are going to look at the container we are going to look at the container we are not concerned first of all with the content it is the container that will attract us to check the content. I don't care what anybody says about me. I am for Jesus. You are going to go to meet him. If you are going to be relevant here, then you must have something you are projecting here. Are you following my point? I posted that video. Everybody who had preached before me was angry. They were angry with me. How dare you? Ah. I started getting invitations from everywhere. People that thought I died. We didn't know what fire. Call him, call him, call him. I was going everywhere. 
they got angry they stopped giving me prayer prayer opening prayer in church but i had already secured the place outside i didn't need the opening prayer anymore it is your responsibility to put your light where to shine if the wise people in this world are half as bold as the foolish people this world will be a different place foolish people are too bold the wise people are reserving their wisdom for life eternal. The foolish people are constantly churning out foolishness. Foolishness fill everywhere. The wise people are deep. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Solving national problems. It's your responsibility. Jesus Christ went into the villages, the marketplaces, beside the sea. Jesus Christ went, Jesus Christ did not sit in the synagogue. He went everywhere. He went to where the people were. He didn't preach in the synagogue alone. He preached on the streets. He took his light right where the darkness was. That's why he did it. I have never blamed darkness for darkness. I have always blamed light for darkness. Because darkness has no definition of itself. Darkness is the absence of light. It is the absence of light that gives definition to darkness. So when you see darkness anyway, it is light that caused it. Every darkness you see in the media, every darkness you see in the arts and entertainment, every darkness you see in politics, every darkness you see anywhere, it is light that is responsible for that darkness. If they take off the light now, we don't say, hey, darkness. We say, send me Jane. Because Jane is the one that is saddled with the responsibility of ensuring light. So when light is withdrawn, we don't blame darkness. Don't blame the devil. The reason why we have so much devils in politics is that Christians avoided it. And anything Christians avoid, Satan will take over. We avoided arts and entertainment. We said, no, 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 no. Stay in the church. No, they, 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 they. So Satan took over arts and entertainment. We avoided politics. Hey, no, 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 no. Politics is uh, what they call it. Dirty. That's a game. Satan took over politics. Everywhere Christians live, Satan feels his children there. And that's why we are going through what we are going through today. Darkness everywhere because light is withdrawn. There was a story I read about. Someone came to me, the song. They said, Son, there's a certain place in the world that is so dark. He said, Are you sure? He said, Yes, I've never seen it before. He said, No, it's a so place. So the sun went round for about six months. And came back. I said, I couldn't find the place. They said, you can't find the place. Because the moment you step into the place, the darkness disappears. Everywhere light is not, darkness will take over. It is your responsibility. If you have the solution, to churn it out. If we take our lights from our homes, we don't blame darkness. Stop complaining about darkness. Take your light there. The world will do better than it's doing. If you all shine our light. Number two, and I'll end with this because my time is up. I said I have about six and then I have to talk about wealth and I have to talk about wonders. <laughs> but I've only done two. Right. Okay, I think I'll do this one because I love this one. Supernatural ability, write it down. Supernatural ability to understand changes in seasons. Supernatural ability to understand changes in seasons. Anticipate them. Take advantage of them unnatural and uncommon abilities to anticipate changes in business trends and human desires. Um, hmm? 
What's that? Where, 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 where did you get to? Supernatural ability to understand changes in seasons. Anticipate them. And take advantage of them. Unnatural and uncommon abilities to anticipate changes in business trends and human desires. And position your business lines to meet such changes. Thereby taking control of market and economy. Did you get that? Where did you stop? Where did you stop? Unnatural and uncommon abilities to anticipate changes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are able to anticipate changes in business trends. All those technology are just taking advantage of changes. For instance, a time will come, just like you have wireless airports, you have wireless charging. It's coming. Eh? You can go about with your phone and it's already charging. Yeah. So your, your phone is in your pocket and you're going about your because every problem is a pointer to wealth. For instance, when somebody drove a car, the first person that introduced stereo to a car, that person, there was the stereo did not affect the car. It's not stopping the car. The person just thought that it would be more enjoyable if people can listen to radio as they are driving. So somebody introduced stereo into a car. Somebody introduced AC. Somebody introduced cup holder. I was looking at, a, I was looking at, a, at a, 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 a car review, BMW 2019, yesterday. The cup holder has heater and chiller. So you can, free, you can you know, chill your drink in the cup holder. If you just do like this, the volume is so. All those introductions are not necessarily solving problems, but you are, you are, you are inspiring a desire in man for a better life. Are you following my point? So, let me finish now. Changes to business trends and human desires and position business lines, position your business line to meet such changes. Thereby taking control of market and economy, Joseph was a great example of this. So let me give an example. Sendo, Triumph were phones that came before Samsung or at least at the same level. Now, when Samsung asked questions and they wanted to ask people, what kind of phone do you want? People like Sendo and Sagen and Triumph, most importantly, maintained that phone is a serious thing. That phone is not something I play with. What are you doing? The phone? You play with the phone? But Samsung went and asked young people what they wanted in their phone. Those ones told them that they wanted their phone to be able to sing, take pictures, work as an alarm clock. So why some people were trying to satisfy a going generation. Some people went to the growing generation. So now you are able to anticipate what the future holds. He that holds the future will hold the wealth of the future. That's what they call the wealth of the future. There's, you see, money and wealth is in a journey. Sometimes it's in oil. Sometimes it was in gold. Now it's in the air. Money is in the air. The richest people are not people that are dealing in tangible products. Amazon does not have one single book. Amazon does not have one single thing that this is our own. They don't have anything that is their own. 
everything that they are selling belongs to someone else. Uber doesn't have a car. Bo doesn't have a car. So, money used to be in farming. And our government is thinking. Farming that it was the business of Abraham. Our government thinks that farming is the future. Ha! Something that Abraham was doing. Are we going back? There is no way farming can be the future. There's no way. Where the way farming will be processed may be a future. But giving people land. I say, okay, they just give them land and they give them money to plant seed. He said, the government has been able to release six billion seed into the economy. <laughs> we have gone past that. There, there is nobody among the richest people that is a farmer. Nobody. There is nobody among the ten richest people in the world that is a farmer. But our government thinks farming is the future. Maybe because it starts from F. Farming future. future. So my point is this. Now, if I'm able to anticipate what's coming, I'm able to quickly take advantage of it before my competition. The same the Lord that says the Holy Ghost has show you of things to come. Did he say that? You think he was talking about spiritual things alone? You are the one that puts spiritual in front of that thing. He said he shall show you things to come. So, where is the wealth of the economy going next? The Holy Ghost can show you. He showed it to Joseph. He said a time is coming. That was why Joseph became king in Egypt. He knew what was coming. And because he knew what was coming, he was able to position himself strategically to benefit from it. Everyone in Egypt followed him because he knew. Am I making sense this night? Elijah prophesied that rain was coming. He knew rain was coming. Anyone that knows that where rain is coming could easily take advantage of the weather. Are you following my point? So if I know now that, ah, there's COVID coming. COVID is coming. Businesses like Zoom was not used by anybody like that before. In fact, they were at the brink of collapse. It was COVID-19 that shut up Zoom. To, in fact, they said their, their wealth rose to almost how many billion dollars within that short period. So if somebody has anticipated such kind of disaster coming, like Joseph anticipated the famine, could have designed something and taken advantage of that, what would have, become, what would have been a global pandemic would have been a source of wealth from that person. Am I making sense? Jesus knew where the fishes were. If Jesus Christ was into fishing, you know everybody has to close up. You know that? Because he will not fish where everybody is fishing. Everybody come would have told the fish, all of you go and sit there and come in the morning. <laughs> all the fish will go there. All the Peter and John of this world will toil all night. And they will just come. You see, we are in the age of the unreason. You have the intellectual age, you have the industrial age, you have the, the unreason age. Now, people that are making money now are not even serious people. You have to be serious with your life. Think about your life. People <laughs> that are making the money are not very serious. They are not serious. You are serious. You face your studies. <laughs> if I see uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and I see him play ball, 
and this is something you can do <laughs> you know and you have paid them billions billions in my office they wrote something at the entrance I, I said they should go clean it they wrote picture of the printed picture of all those guys you know about Einstein they printed picture of um, uh, Bill Gates uh, or Ted Dollar see how this guy that UBA guy see how he's enjoying himself with Jimmy he'll be bending down they now said, then I said, if they can make it, you can make it. And if you work harder, you can even make it more than I said, just go and clean that work harder. Go and clean it first. Go and clean it. There are people in this that are already working harder than these people. The wheelbarrow man pushing aside. He work harder every day. Than these people. So if you work harder, you make it more than them. Forget it, it's not work harder. There's a kind of work, smart work, that delivers that kind of results. So if you know what is coming, look at these guys that sold their payments platform for billions. Eh? Yeah. They knew what was coming. Facebook came. Boom. It's our way. So now all these people I mentioned, they are not even Christians. Because Christians are so concerned with the spirit. That their mind is not open to God to unravel this. Do you remember I said that the Bible said that Jesus Christ is the head of all principalities? Did you remember I said that? I knew where I started. What you call demonic power, demonic influence, satanic wisdom, Jesus is the head of all wisdom. There is nothing that is not under his feet. And so if there's a satanic power somewhere belonging to Satan, that is under Jesus. You that you have a Jesusic power. You should be doing something superior. Am I making sense this night? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. I have to close now. I was hoping I would finish this thing. And I really made my mind. I said, I'm going to go straight. I will not sink. I'll just go straight to the world. But apparently, I cannot finish it. Ah, it is well. Let's rise now. <laughs> but were you blessed tonight? Did you learn anything? Hmm? The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom among you, let him ask from God. Your business explosion is an instruction from God away. Jesus said to Peter, cast the net to the right. Finish. He did not increase his skill of net casting. He did not expand his nets. It's just direction. Cast it that way. So, some of us are just an instruction away from a major breakthrough in our lives. I want you to pray sincerely and say, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes to see in these last days what you are doing. In my business, open my eyes to see all wisdom belongs to God. All wisdom. What you are doing belongs to God. There is nothing anyone is doing. But a man can have nothing until it be given to him from above. Whatever you are doing, finds its root from God. God is the maker of all things. God is the maker of all things. Pray, say Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. 
Open my eyes. Let me see what you are doing in this season. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Mandeka krado shkeda legade legade. Repa baba boko sota legate le bambranda le bahaya. Help me see it. Help me see it. Help me see what you are doing. Open my eyes to see the next big thing, the next huge thing. Lord, help me take advantage of it for the expansion of your kingdom, for the glory of your kingdom. Oh, Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open the eyes of my mind. Nenda kabash kabla teleke telibata rebaka shiketele broko supreketea ika mande mangla shitaya I will not be blind I will not be deaf I will not be blind I will not be deaf my ears hear clearly my eyes see clearly in the name of Jesus in Jesus precious name Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. Can he-